0: Hey guys, how's it going? Is that a trick, yo yo? Why isn't my yo yo coming back up? Can you walk the dog? <laughs> the Offset Yo Yo Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? So, this is the very first episode of the Offset Yo Yo Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Vu, two time Australian National Yo Yo Champion and yo yoing YouTuber. So, This is going to be an experiment. I'm not sure whether this is going to work or not, but I'm going to make six episodes and then we'll reevaluate from there. If you guys absolutely hate it after the six episodes, I'll stop. If you guys absolutely love it, I'll keep going. But six episodes are happening regardless. So a question you guys are probably asking is why have you decided to start a podcast? And I generally just love consuming content via audio. I listened to audiobooks, I have been doing so since I was 14 to 15, and since I've started working, I have stopped watching a lot of videos, and I have opted in to listen to more podcasts. So I thought, why not make another Yo-Yoing podcast, interview the best and brightest in the Yo-Yoing world, and allow you guys to tune into something while you're driving to work, doing the dishes, or even Yo-Yoing. So this is my go at creating another form of content that you guys would ultimately find useful. So, with the context wrapped up, who are we interviewing today? Today, we are interviewing none other than Jeffrey Pang. Jeffrey Pang is probably one of the most prolific and prominent yo-yo designers in today's current landscape. He has worked with many big brands such as Magic Yo-Yo, Recess countless more, he has his own brand called Luftwerk where he specializes in high-end titanium yo-yos he has been the mastermind behind the Skyver um, a finger spin plastic yo that I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with and just recently we, uh, me Magic Yo-Yo and Jeff have worked together to bring you guys the variant, that is basically a plastic yo-yo that is perfect in my eyes 100% So, this is the context behind everything. Um, So, throughout this conversation, me, Jeff, we discuss everything from yo-yo design to company branding to uh, logistics to plastic yo-yos to the ultimate production of the Skyva and what it was like working on the variant and giving you guys a front row seat to an otherwise pretty obscure part of yo-yoing. So... Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the wide-ranging conversation between me and Jeff. So, hello Jeff, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going great, it's going great. So, um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the first episode I've ever decided to do, so um, yeah, you are the, the first guest. That's um, pretty awesome. yeah hopefully um, hopefully this doesn't crash and burn too too badly but um yeah so i guess just in like recent years you've um you've probably been known as like one of the most prominent kind of yo-yo designers in the yo-yoing space i guess and you know with everything you do with like high-end titaniums at Luff worked and you know your like line of killer plastics so i kind of just wanted to ask as a first question um how did you transition from being a yo-yo player to ultimately a, 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 designer?
1: That's actually a really good question. And first of all, like that, um, when I was really young, I wasn't like a yo-yoed a lot, but I wouldn't say I was really good. Like, I think there's a lot of, like a lot of people out there that, you know, they practice, you practice a lot. Right. And, yeah. and like, like for me, like, I, I think I got to a level where I was like, good, but I, uh, how do explain it? Like, I think there's two types of yo-yo players. There's mm-hmm. some that are like really into tricks and some people are really into the yo-yos, right? Like yeah, you, you kind of, right? there's a lot of collectors and there's a lot of like yo-yo players, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, sorry, I'm getting some messages. I don't want you to hear that, but
0: no, that's fine. I won't try <laughs> <to
1: throw this. laughs> but yeah, so, um, as far as like, um, as far as, um, yo-yo design goes, that kind of was more about how I started. Cause I, I, back then yo-yos were not very good Yo-yo and uh, on it and like modify it right to the point where I got so good at it people were like, kind of like paying me for it and like it wasn't a lot but you know I was like a kid back then I think I was like 17 16 or you okay. know 17 and I remember I got this little tiny tag lathe and I would just like you know cut up yo-yos and throw parts on them and see how it would play right mm. and I think not knowingly back then like I learned so much from that because Nowadays when I'm designing a yo-yo I can be like oh, okay well if I want a yo-yo to play if I want a yo-yo to feel I don't know like more floaty or more solid or more you know more rim weighted or really fast right like I kind of understand those things based on back when I was modding when I was a kid because like I would throw on these weight rings in different areas of the yo-yos and I'd be like oh it makes it play this way and I'd kind of like I learned all those things pretty early on and then when I started designing yo-yos um it it really translated well with it because like, I mean, like a prototype costs so much Yeah. Um, to get it to kind of like have that knowledge beforehand is really helpful because you can be like, okay, well, I, you know, if you put weight here, it's probably going to feel like this. Right. And then when you get the prototype, then it's just like small tweaks. Right. So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: uh, So I, hopefully that kind of like answered your question. Like I, I guess like I, I started out kind of playing as playing with yo-yos and then I think, like, after, like, two years, I started modifying them a lot. And then, Mm. like, that kind of, like, inspired me to keep going with, like, kind of, like, it's, like, both being a player and a collector of yo-yos as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That helped a lot with transitioning from that. Like, it wasn't, like, an an active thing. Mm. But. Yeah. Something that, like, happened, I don't know. Like, it just kind of was very fitting, I guess. Yeah.
0: Something that you can kind of, like, look back on in retrospect, I guess.
1: Yeah, like it kind of like it. Like looking back at it, I was like, oh, well, it, that totally makes sense. But if you were if you were tell me when I was like sixteen or, you know, in in my parents' basement machining <laughs> yo-yos, saying that oh, you'll have like a you know relatively successful company that designs yo-yos, you'll have you'll be designing plastic yo-yos, I'd be like, what the heck? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's so far fetched, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and like I think it's just funny because back then yo-yos were terrible like they were horrible. Like you probably remember, like you're you're a pretty old school player, so you probably remember like, you know, the first yo-yos that you ever had, like you they were just weren't very good. Yeah. Nowadays you can know, go off off the shelf and you can give you know, bust out your hardest combo and it'll just kill it, right? Yeah. Like back there was a time when that was not the case. <laughs> no,
0: no. There was definitely a time where like you had to be very selective which with the yoyos you bought. And um sometimes you get a good one, sometimes you wouldn't, and yeah, it was very it was um it, it's almost weird because as yo-yo's progress and they kind of are like off the shelf or out of the package ready to go um, I find that the less people know about modding because it's interesting yeah. when I was in Singapore um, all I was doing was I just was cleaning my own bearings and I was just um you know just cleaning the bearings deshielding it putting in a lighter fluid, putting in the the, the lube and the, the the young guns who were around me then were like, how do you know how to do all this? So I'm like, well, back in my day, we had to buy like $30 <laughs> bearings. And, you know, if that screwed up, that was heart wrenching. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm. shielding or like making
1: your own concave bearings with a Dremel. like oh, God. Like-
0: I, I was never <laughs> that hardcore. Like I, I, I got into it relatively like 2009. That's when I got into it. Okay. So, it was definitely starting to to pick up. But, yeah. um yeah, I still have like rudimentary um <laughs> your maintenance skills that's good though
1: i mean like nowadays like a bit ba- like i have a sleeve of bearings and i think at the you know you can get them for what, like two like a dollar each or two dollars each yeah. you buy them or whatever right so like nowadays it's like you just, it's they're replaceable but yeah then, it's, it's almost oh, disposable like ten dollars a bearing like what the heck
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway so, um yeah so kind of just going back to what you were saying um Obviously, you you got into yo-yoing, yo-yo design through the modification process of yo-yos. Um, and just to kind of dig into that a little bit deeper, were there any mods or modifications for those of you guys who don't know the lexicon that helped you more than others? So, for instance, to give you an example, like I can re silicone a yo-yo and, uh, yeah. you know, maybe satin finish something if I really wanted to. But that doesn't really translate to me understanding how the weight distribution would work. So were there any mods in particular that helped you understand the uh, just design process better?
1: Yeah, I think anything to do with like rings. Okay. I think back then it was really common to, for example, like a free N-Zero, you would recess a ring into it and then throw on like a silicone uh, recess as well. Yeah. Or yeah, like you'd pop in the rings and then do a silicone recess and that would like transform the yo-yo so much. Mm. And then like you would just, anything with like, I think like rings because rings are uh, like a focus point of the yo-yo and it kind of changes the feel a lot that way. So, um, or, or anything with like caps, like if you were to modify a yo-yo and put caps on it, it Mm. changes it so much. And like, it also changes the, the entire weight of the yo-yo. Right. So, um, a lot of those things, like once you add a ring onto anything, it just became so much more stable. Mm. But then you would also lose that feeling of like, I guess float is what people like to call it. Like like a lot of the old uh, yo-yo jams, if you just throw them right out of the box, like you take off the caps and then you like a kick side or a limp. I don't know if people remember those (laughs) yo-yos. They would feel very like light and like maneuverable and, and like floaty. But Mm. then, it would lack stability. Yeah, so exactly. When you put a, yeah. you put a big fat brass ring or something, it would become way more stable, but then you would lose that kind of floaty fun feel of it. Right. Mm. So like mm. the really good example of, of that is like, um, it, when I was designing the Skyva, like I really wanted to be a fun yo-yo. Right. Cause it yeah. looks like it's a yo-yo. I, I didn't want it to, but I didn't want it to be like too, like it, I didn't want it to sacrifice performance too much. Mm. So you had to like mm. kind of all those lines and where you place the weight and like how you design it. Right. So, yeah, like I would say ring modifications is like is easily, easily the, 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 the most, <laughs> the most, uh, that taught
0: me the most, I guess. Yeah. Um, just kind of like, I, I heard you mention it in passing, but, um, you, you briefly mentioned that you had a lathe in your parents' basement. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, how did that, cause I, you know, I guess I've seen lathes in, like i don't know school and woodwork but i've never really yeah. used yeah. one offhand it's so how would you massive, say yeah
1: no the one that you're you're probably thinking of is like the massive industrial style like the the big lathes yeah the one i had was um was um more for like smaller parts it was like a hobby lathe okay. like literally it, it it's like the size so, like i mean it's like the size of a like a like this like a stove desktop kind of like it's it, it it's very small like okay uh, couldn't do very much with it. Put it that way. <laughs> like, I feel like a yo-yo, the size of a yo-yo is like the maximum size it it hold. Okay. It was like, you know, like right. maybe like, you know, 14 inches long mm. and very small, but it was enough to do yo-yos and that, that's all I really used it for. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I guess that was how you, um, did you like recess yo-yos and like kind of use that to put rings into things?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I did everything on that. I used that in a combination of like, of like, um, like a drill and um, I can't remember what I used. Like it was like a drill and uh, like a cutting tool. Um, a lot of the old school guys did it like skip. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Like
0: yeah.
1: You, he, yeah um, he used the model. Like, we would use the like, you know, message on the chats and stuff. Like <laughs> I think this was even probably before Facebook and, and yeah. Stuff, so. on, on the
0: uh, the forums <laughs> yeah. and yeah.
1: Yeah. On the forums and stuff. Yeah. So we would always like, you know, like share each other's like tips and tricks on how we were doing things. And, you know,
0: yeah. it's kind of fun. That's that's really interesting because, um uh, you know, I think back to what you were saying before, you really kind of have these two players who are like interested in the tricks or interested in the yo-yos. Yeah. And every now and then I'd fool myself into being very uh, interested in the yo-yos and I've got no design skills whatsoever. And every time I tried to mod a yo-yo, it would go horribly wrong. And I'd, I remember trying to like yeah. silicon recess a uh, freehand zero and it completely destroyed it. So...
1: Yeah, no, yeah, trust me, I've destroyed my fair share of like <laughs> A lot of them have went catastrophically wrong, especially in the beginning. Like, there would be so many things that would go wrong. So, yeah, you had to get, get through that phase where you're just destroying a
0: bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's um but, it's the price you pay for tinkering around with it, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so another another question I kind of really wanted to, uh, to ask you is, one of the biggest obstacles to yo-yo design at least initially, in my opinion, is um, CAD experience or computer-aided design experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just wanted to know, like, how did you go about learning CAD and and how did you learn about it specific to yo-yoing, I suppose? Because you could find um, CAD tutorials on most things, but not, not yeah. a whole lot on yo-yo. So, how would you, yeah, kind of dive into yeah, that? Um, I think it's
1: to me, that's not the challenging part mm. with, with designing yo-yos. Um, the CAD is like, I've always been a pretty like technical person. Yeah. Like, I of course. Liked, yeah. Like technical stuff, like cars and stuff. So like with CAD, um, I did a bunch of like, if, if you're asking like, you know, so, someone has no experience and they want to learn how to do CAD. Yeah. I think the best way is just to grind out some YouTube tutorials. There's tons of tutorials online. Like y- you can like, the, yeah, there's nothing y- yo-yo specific, mm. but at the same time, like, a yo-yo is, like, one of the easiest things to design, like, exactly. I think.
0: okay. Like,
1: compared to, like, you know, I've done, like, really complicated, like, moving parts or, like, engine stuff and, like, yeah. or, like, more organic stuff. Mm. That's that's when it gets really difficult. Like, a yo-yo is just, like, a, a drawing that's revolved, right? There's not – I wouldn't call it difficult at all. Sure. But I, th- I think the difficult part is really, like, when you get into the manufacturing stages of stuff
0: and, yeah. then and no, we, we can talk about that um a little bit later on but uh yeah for sure yeah so but, <laughs> yeah no uh, that's um uh, yeah, okay yeah hey. if anyone wants to do CAD stuff
1: like honestly grind out tutorials um was okay. not very difficult like I have solidworks so I know other people in the industry use different tools like AutoCAD or whatever mm. but there's there's tons of resources on to to learn those programs out of so, um,
0: curiosity what uh what what cad software do you use to design yo-yos and have you like changed well, I that? I
1: primarily use I primarily use uh, SolidWorks
0: SolidWorks yeah yeah and has yeah, all the, the all I've, the yo-yos you've designed been on SolidWorks um good question um
1: let me think. <laughs> I think, except for I think Skyva was like a combination of SolidWorks and um, AutoCAD. Okay. So the the mold the mold had to be tweaked in AutoCAD.
0: Oh, but okay.
1: That was a very special case, right? Because it's plastic. Sure. So yeah. Okay. With everything else, I do I I really like AutoCAD or I really like um, SolidWorks. Just sure. Feels like home to me. I've used other things like Cement, like NX, mm. um, and a bit of AutoCAD as well. But I've always just found. SolidWorks to be way more visual.
0: Okay, All the other ones
1: are numerical based.
0: Right. So. Okay, sure. Um, so just kind of like kind of going a little bit deeper in. Um, so, you know, uh, most people associate you with the brand uh, Loftwork. Loft, is that? i Am I pronouncing yep. that correctly? Um, and, you know, I think a question that I was kind of curious about is that why did you decide on high-end titanium yo-yos as your niche as opposed to something else.
1: Well, it's really funny cuz I think when when I started it, I wanted it was never supposed to be a company. Like I just mm. did it there's supposed to be one yo-yo that I really wanted. It was the Avora. Yeah. And like I I look at that yo-yo now as like a I don't know, like some sort of like stepping stone. Like, I don't know. I like romanticize that yo-yo a lot. (laughs) But like, it was almost like a turning point where I was like, oh, I I really want to make this happen as a, as just something, something for me, like, you know, like just as a yo-yo for myself. Mm. And it just happened to blow up. And everyone happened to just absolutely love that yo-yo so much. And, you know, like after that sold I think it sold out in like, like less than, an hour or something ridiculous and then you know then i was like oh shoot like these you know people are actually like this yeah stuff because i my impression was like you know no one's doing high-end stuff no one's really doing titanium stuff well there's clearly not really demand for it so maybe i'll just try this one run
0: yeah yeah
1: Right. And it was funny because I think one drop was releasing the citizen and then yo-yo factory was releasing the, the dream. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: That was, kind of like that was stuff. kind of like that titanium phase for a lot of companies. I remember exactly. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, it, it was exciting.
1: It was like, it, everyone was, you know, really excited about all those things. Right. Mm. And like, but the, the reality of it is that titanium has like way smaller profit margins than aluminum. Yeah. You have way more pre-grades. It's so expensive to do anything in titanium. Yeah. That yeah. no companies, no, no, like I think no company that's doing aluminum would want to even try to do titanium because <laughs> they're just not used to it. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, like this is like it's bad on all fronts, right? It's more expensive. There's less customers. <laughs> there's less profit margin. Like everything is bad for it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. The only way I
1: make it work is that like I direct sale everything so that I can you know, like keep the cost at, at, at what I'm selling yeah, them for. Yeah.
0: hundred um, percent.
1: but I can totally understand why a, a bigger company that's already making money off of, I don't know, aluminums or like, yeah, yeah. You know, anything else like the titanium is not a smart thing to go
0: into. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: definitely like a labor of love. Like I, mm. I like it. I love the material and it's just really cool. Nothing, nothing really plays like it. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I think but, there's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a certain, um, I'm not, I don't know if this is the right word for it, but like a vibe to titanium yo-yos that just uh, makes them no feel ever. very different, very, like it, 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 they do feel different and you know, they do. Yeah. They yeah. have like more ringy, like, like mm, that, like yeah. that metallic ding. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. So I have any like B grades. I think I'll have to send some, some stuff to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. I would, uh, I would be more than happy to, to try them out. Um, So I I think something that we kind of touched on while, while we were, um, while we were speaking in, in China was you have a very clear, um, I'd almost say kind of like branding and tone of voice kind of guideline for, for your company. And I thought that was something that was that was really insightful to kind of hear about. So, could you kind of kind of explain that or go into that a bit more? And yeah. ultimately, your thought process behind that.
1: Yeah. Um, like for me personally, I think brand consistency is like it's like really important, yeah. but also something that's really challenging too. Like yeah. something like Buffwork, I guess like that's um, an easy one to to go into. Is that yeah. like? Um, so like, it's obviously a very high end
0: product, mm.
1: but there's, I, I always try to convey a sense of class mixed with nostalgia.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: And those are like two things that I really like, I don't know, like me personally, it hits me at a, mm. at, on a, on an emotional level. That's like, wow. Like I would be stoked to be buying these products. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that's one of the things that I design around a lot of and
0: sure.
1: it gets hard when you're trying to design something that's very like competition. Phobia. So in my pipeline, I have the slim line coming up and then mm. I have a, a competi- I'm going back to like trying to like do kind of more like, remember, I like remember the phobia series is very yeah, like competition yeah. oriented. I want to do something like that, but then, you know, trying to create that nostalgic feel with that is harder. Yeah.
0: Um hundred percent.
1: But you know, I, I still try to like, I'm, I'm pretty strict with, with not doing something that's like so outlandishly like, 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 like it would just stick out a lot, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Um, that's, that's not to say I won't, I'm not willing to like try new things and stuff, yeah. but I think with that, with that brand, I'm, I'm pretty careful about what I, what I release or, uh, how I'm designing stuff. Um, something like the Skyva, the, the, the language with that was like more like something that could be, that's like, pretty, um, like very i don't even know how to explain it but like it, it would be something like kind of like expensive or premium but mm-hmm. it's fun yeah right like yeah. i think that's that was like the, the feeling i tried to convey with that kind yeah. of stuff and you just try to be very if you're if you're more consistent with that i feel like customers kind of know what to expect yeah they are
0: 100 more comfortable
1: with with you know sticking with the brand because they they know what to expect right if you're building a brand and and you're releasing like, you know, Oh, here's, here's a super serious competition. Yo-yo, and then, Oh, here's something that's like fun and not focused at all. And then it's like all over the place. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I'm sure some companies can make it work, but just like for me personally, uh, I think it's, it, it would, it's, it's more like, I don't know. It's harder to keep it consistent and control everything. So that's yeah. just me personally. Though. No, hundred percent.
0: So, um, yeah. yeah. I remember I was reading, um, uh, I think it's the 22 immutable laws of branding so, something something like that and um it really kind of struck a chord because uh for um like when you think loftwork you think high end titanium and you just you, you immediately associate it with this this kind of the niche that it's in right but when you think of uh-huh. I don't, and you know they're doing really well but like let's see like, like Yo-Yo factory right not really Hmm. sure like what they've got you know the titaniums they've got the plastics. they've got the metals you just kind of think yo-yos and it's a bit fuzzy and unclear so um yeah yeah but even with other kind of like really nuanced strategies i remember you were telling me that um love has its it's a specific font and like a specific naming convention and almost like colors that you use so it's it's super specific it's
1: it's very specific. Yeah. Like I, that's that, that to me is more like a, I don't know. the just the brand consistency is really important to mm-hmm. me. Like, um, yeah. Like you, you, one thing that I, I, I really like is when let's say you bought, um, a yo-yo from me a year ago and yeah. then you decide to pick up yo-yo. Now I would want them to sit together in a case and look good together. Like, ah, I think that's pretty important. Okay. So, um I, I don't know why that's a thing for me but like i think that's that's me being like because i used to call well, i still do collect a lot of yo-yos mm. and i would always collect yo's that kind of look good together or like mm. just like you know sitting in my case and like oh damn like those are that's i'm pretty proud of my collection mm. and i think you know when when you when you're purchasing a bunch of like love work products like if you had three of them yeah it would all look together or at least like you know have share some sort of like brand language that that when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's definitely that's definitely something Jeff designed, like yeah, you know, like unmistakably. Mm. So um, uh, yeah, again, these aren't rules, I would say. It's not yeah. better or worse. It's just how I do things and they seem to work. Sure, um, yeah. Other companies have way different designs, like way different niches. Like I see all sorts of companies that are very successful. They're doing mm. other things with yo-yo design and yeah, and they're killing it too, and they're just doing it differently, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I just mean how I do it.
0: Yeah, and I guess like, you know, there's there's a million ways to do it, right? But um in terms of how you do it, I think it's undeniable that there's a sense of a class and a sense of consistency that is um yeah. that's really useful. So, I guess kind of like looking back, and I guess a question that I kind of want to ask from here is that do you is it is it like a, it's kind of like a chicken and an egg? Do you think of the brand image first and then design the product around that or do you get the product and you're like, okay, the product kind of has this kind of vibe, and then you go in and create the tone of voice and the mm-hmm. like
1: I think the probably the the first one so, more okay. so but it always morphs as I'm designing stuff. So like usually I'll think of something like in it's I keep it all in my head, like with a pipeline for for yo yo designs and and love work. Like I already know what I'm gonna design two Yoyos ahead. So I already mm-hmm. know what I'm releasing the next run and the one after. Sure roughly yeah (laughs) and sometimes it changes sometimes it doesn't but um depends on how i feel if i get a different idea but um uh yeah like it's it's definitely like it's definitely more i think of the design in my head first yeah and how it's gonna look how i want it to feel and how how i'm feeling a lot of the times and like honestly i don't even know if any of this translates through Mm -hmm. because like a lot of the yo-yos that I'm designing are like, they reflect a lot of my personal life and like how I'm feeling at that moment. Sure. Like I can, it's crazy. And it's like, I can look at any of my yos I've designed and it takes me back to a specific feeling and place. And I oh, have wow. no idea. I have no idea if this. So anyone else. Like I, but for me, I look at it when I look at a bronze Octavia, like I think of Spain, and like okay. going, like traveling to Spain with my girlfriend at the time and like going through the, the, uh, I believe it was like Canary islands and <laughs> it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Or like if you name any, any of them, like, yeah, like yeah, I was, you know, in Ontario in the winter time the snow. And like, I have all these photos of, you know, us, you know, walking through the forest and taking photos and stuff. Like every yo-yo has its like story to me, I guess. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, that's, that's really zero, interesting please. you'd mention that, actually. Because, yeah. I don't know, for me, the story is always very inconsistent and it's a complete mess that can only be looked at through retrospect. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. it's. Well, a- oh,
1: you, uh, um, <laughs> well, you're talking about your personal life or what?
0: No, 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 no. I'm or... just like for for like for instance with like the offset outlier or whatever. Um, uh... that started a year ago, and then it had to go through so many hoops, so many iterations, and it's like for me personally, it's like I couldn't I couldn't find an overarching theme. But if I was to say, I don't know, look back on that yo-yo, I kind of look back and then you can kind of see it connect the dots. Yeah, and you're like. This no, is, definitely yeah yeah Definitely
1: like that I mean I look at when, when I write those blog posts it's like I look at them and it's 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 crazy how far things have come since mm. then yeah uh, but yeah it's just more about like how I feel at that moment like it's it's usually a bunch of I'm usually really stressed out when I'm doing your release or yeah. <laughs> something's something's going weird with my life or I don't know is all sorts of stuff but you know it's it's definitely something that going back to your original question yeah like the designing the design the feeling everything comes i think before before like way before even when i you know open up solidworks and and put a line down
0: sure okay um all right well now i just kind of like to switch gears and um ask more about i guess the skyver and okay. how, how that came to be. So obviously the Skyver was a huge hit, you know, probably one of the, uh, the most popular plastic yoyos of definitely of my time. Um, and like, what was the process like? Did magic Yo-Yo approach you did? Um, yeah. Like, and can so, you just talk us through that entire process of the Skyver? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. When
1: I was, I was living in Prague, um, spent like seven, seven or eight months there mm. And I was working on Lovecraft stuff. I was designing. I did like the uh, some work for Recess and the first base and stuff, right? Okay. And that's a sweet yo-yo. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm glad it's really successful. And like the, I remember playing with one of the prototypes. And I would always the prototypes didn't have as much of a. If you look at a, if you look at a first base, there's like a, there's like a very flat area yeah, for like the yeah. prototypes actually didn't have that flat area. It was just like a bowl, okay. like a straight bowl. And I, and, and eventually it was like too light. So they added that, that extra weight there. Yeah. Um, but with that prototype, I would always do finger spins and it would uh, always kind of wander around my finger. And I thought, honestly, I just thought it was fun. Like I was just like, Oh, it's just wandering around on my finger on my nail. Right. Yeah. And then i would find it and throw it back in. And I would always do that. Like that was just like, you know, I was, I was just carrying that yo-yo around a lot. And then Magic Yo-Yo saw what I was doing with love work and with, you know, a little like helping out with recess and stuff at the time. And they were like, Hey, like, do you think it would be do you think you would ever want to design a plastic yo yo with us because we want to release something? And I was like, Well, sure, like I would try it, like why <laughs> sure, not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I was kind of hesitant at the time cause I was pretty busy and I was hmm. traveling a lot. All this stuff was going on, but yeah, it just started playing around with designs and stuff. And I, I remember one of the things was like, huh, I wonder like if I could make my finger stay in the middle instead of wandering around like the uh. first bit. <laughs> so and that's in- literally how I thought of like the dimple thing. But I mean like, I'm not going to claim, claim the design was mine because like later I actually found out that, uh, um, I remember, what was, like, a Yo-Yo Jam had the, the lateral caps or whatever. With oh, the yeah, away. yeah. I
0: remember those.
1: Yeah. Oh, even going back as far as, um, I don't know if you remember the My Rock Air Rider. Was that before your time? That
0: was that was way before my time. I think
1: that's, like, 2005 or something. Gosh, but that I was, uh, Like, it was <laughs> crazy. He called it Matador style. So, oh. it was completely different back then. But people weren't ready for it. Like, they didn't... Everyone was still obsessed with thumb grinds back then. Yeah. So... Thumb grind days, and then it was like hub stacks, and then it was fingerspins. <laughs> <finished. laughs> like, um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it came. And then I, mm. after I left Prague, I went directly to China to work on a bunch of stuff, um, mainly the Skyber project. And after that, yeah, this after after I, I you know I stayed there. I was tweaking the designs and stuff. And yeah, you know, I didn't expect it to blow up mm. the way it did but it just like, yeah, I don't know. It just made sense. Cause no one else was really do, doing a, a, a finger spin yo-yo. That was, that was like, like, I don't know. Like, I think there was a lot of really cool finger spin dimple designs. Yeah. Specifically like the one. I like the most. I don't know if you know this yo-yo, but general, uh, general yo, they had this one yo-yo that had like this, r- like a ring and a spike in the middle. It was crazy. Oh. And it's like the coolest thing ever. It's like a, it's like a nub with a ring around like a raised ring cup around it so your finger would only touch like the edge of the cup and then and like the spiky little point in the middle i
0: don't know oh, okay. it was crazy i don't know what it was was it was that the i remember playing with something similar maybe it was called like the elysium or something like that yeah something like that i there might be it but i just know it's a general yo yo yeah. because i i
1: saw it at nationals and ernie showed it to me i think that's that's his name uh he showed it to me in person and i was like dude this is sick like, this is so cool but it's like it's not i didn't think it was as effective as the as a skyva solution but it was a very cool like it was way yeah, cooler it was yeah, like, oh dang definitely. that's like innovative i guess yeah um it's uh, yeah it's, that's kind of how it came to be like um i i didn't expect it to blow up that much i thought maybe we'll sell you know like the first run and then it'll be good and then i think at the time everyone needed that like they needed a a cheap yo-yo finger spins were blowing up and then yeah it's pretty much what happened
0: yeah that's that's super interesting um because i remember very early on um and i think it was either you or shadow who reached out to me and i think i tried kind of like the skyver. Just like just before it was about to be released, and I remember oh, yeah. everyone was going crazy about it, myself included. Like it was such a a distinct yo-yo for the time. It kind of just like the wave of spin- finger spins was coming. And somebody needed to create the plastic, and the Skyber was the first kind of one there.
1: Crazy, yeah. I don't. I honestly don't even know how that happened. And like. <laughs> I don't know. It was so nuts. Like I don't I I still am blown away. Like what like yeah. how the heck did that happen? Like it's just like so weird to me. Like I, I and I don't even know. Like I, I look back at it and I'm like, man, like it'd be so cool to be able to like do something like that again. But mm. I don't know. It's just it was such a it was just honestly I think of it as more luck than anything because it's the (laughs) perfect time, right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. I did the right thing. I don't know. Like I did the right thing, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I I feel as if there's definitely, there's, there's always elements of luck but like you know if you kind of look back on your story it's like you've been designing and modding yo-yo since you were like what like 16 18 so you know how to design a good yo-yo and then you've been doing all the loft work stuff so you've you've had established you know systems in place to do the business so like when when the time came you were you were ready to ride the wave you know and I feel as if that's a lot of
1: yeah I still think of a lot of it I mean you know, they say like, well, luck is luck is opportunity meets preparation. So yeah, I was definitely <laughs> it's right there. So I don't know.
0: Oh, um, yeah. all right. Well, I guess, so the Skyver was, was a huge, it um, was a huge success. And I guess when, um, when I wanted to kind of make my own plastic yo-yo, I wasn't, I didn't think that I was capable of creating something that I'd be genuinely proud of. So that's when me and Shadow ultimately reached out to you to work on the uh, the variant almost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just kind of curious as to, like, what were... Like, the Skyver was a very kind of, I guess, creative process. And how was, like, mm-hmm. working on on the variant, which you were, like, critical in designing, like, how was that different from the Skyver?
1: Yeah, so with the variant, it's more of, like... Um... I think, so when I design yo-yos for, for, for customers, yeah. um, I tend to, it's less of a creative process and more of like, a, like, um, almost like a humanities product. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's more like, you know, ta- like trying to figure out what the, the, what whoever is asking me to design something actually yeah. want, right? Sure. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of, a lot of the times someone could reach out to me and say, Hey, we just want something designed that's that it's like it's completely up to you and we trust you and that's happened before but more often than not they have a voice and Mm. and what they actually want they just don't have the technical abilities or you know Mm. the understanding to Mm. to do it right so a lot of the times like for the variant for example it's like I, i would never like take credit for that design i would say because a lot of it was more like your voice like you were like kind of like oh like i like this yo-yo and i like that yo I like these profiles are like this mm. and to me i just try I, in 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 solidworks i would try to match those up as best as possible and then making it aesthetically pleasing to me yeah and then the whole, yeah. you would feel the same way right yeah so i think the challenges are are, uh, are much different um like like they're it's i wouldn't say they're harder or easier i think they're just different like for example the skyva was like okay what do i like what what yeah. what do i think good right yeah yeah let's do it right yeah percent. so the 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 part of um making it you know what actually looks good to me is is the easy part and the doing it is is maybe the harder part in that in that aspect but um like you know when you're working with someone Mm. uh, you have to make sure that they're it's it's their design it's their vision Mm. and you don't like You you don't override that. That's that's really important to me, right? So
0: Yeah, um, and I think Yeah, yeah. I I definitely really enjoyed working with you on the variant project because you were I mean, you were always there to kind of put in an insight when needed, but also very quick to kind of step out of the way and be like, Well, what do you ultimately want with this? Um and I think Yeah. yeah, Yeah, something something that was um Pretty important in the whole variant process, I guess, was like you would always be like, So, what kind of yo yo's do you like? And you would break it down to like a, well, this yo yo plays like this because. So, for instance, yeah. you were like, Well, you see, the yeah. Skybar plays like this because it's got the such and such rim weight. And it kind of yeah. helps, um, I guess, you know, embed some of that design knowledge that you have um, mm-hmm. to others. Which, which kind of takes me to my next point. Um, a lot of people have experience making aluminium yo-yos. And aluminium yo-yos are great and you know they're, they're the competition standard right now. But if you were to look at a CAD drawing or even even cut a aluminum yo-yo in half and cut a plastic yo-yo in half, the design process is almost like completely different. Yeah. It's it's like it's almost like a completely different game. And yeah. you know the standard rulebook for um for metal yo-yos is uh make the body thin and beef up the rim weight while keeping it light. Whereas with plastic it differs a little bit. So what would you say is the biggest challenge designing plastic yo-yos that doesn't or that differs with aluminum yo-yos or titanium yo-yos? It
1: differs um a funny question because it actually has the the biggest i don't know like the biggest actual challenge for making a plastic like a injection molded Mm. yo-yo has nothing to do with how it plays or or the design process it's actually like can it be made because (laughs) it's not being machined it's there's a there's you know a ten thousand dollar mold that has to be made for it Yeah, exactly like making sure this this yo-yo will eject properly out of this mold is more important to me than like that's the the number one goal right exactly. like can this thing be made right and that's actually a lot of the challenges i, I face it's not how can i make it play like this anymore because that's like i think um i, I guess like i've become more uh, experienced enough where that's not that much of a challenge like i yep. can generally figure it out but um i guess more of what 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 you were asking um the challenges between alu- the difference between aluminum and plastic is that like Aluminum is so much more dense, mm. so you can, like, like a V-shaped plastic yo-yo is is will never play like a aluminum V-shaped of yo-yo. Course. A V-shaped yo-yo for a, aluminum, you can really target it all on the edge. Mm. Versus a plastic is so light, you can't actually throw all that rim weight on the edge. Like we tried, we we did do that with the with the Yeah, variant, I, with, I, I distinctly with quite a bit remember that's I would say, but. The, if you actually look at the the side of it, you would see how much plastic is on the. Mm. Is, it's kind of like we try to put it all on the edge, but because plastic is so uh, light, like uh, you know, it's it's not as dense as aluminum. Mm. You see, like this big fat lip, and yeah. a lot of that that weight is kind of like closer to the middle than. Than if if it was an aluminum, I don't know if if you know what I'm if if you can visualize that, but yeah, no, I I definitely like doesn't mean it doesn't play good. Like it's gonna have a lot a lot more rim weight than you know if if you just did a you know uh, any other any other you know plastic design, but like that that specifically is a big challenge, like. Plastic yoys are more optimized for uh, organic shapes, mm. so things like this guy is not really ideal. Like things like um, like the variant is uh, again like it, it's an awesome, it's gonna be an awesome yo-yo. Yeah, but um, it's m- like plastic seem seem to be more suited for um, like rounded rounded shapes. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. Not saying that it's bad or good, but like I, it's just it's sorry, it's easier to design. It's easier to design, yo- yeah. That's um, that's like a that's an organic shape than it is a V shape. Yeah. V shapes are more difficult to design for sure.
0: <laughs> and i a hundred percent understand everything you're saying. As like as yeah. the guy who was kind of like hand in hand in the project, it was yeah. I it was almost like you could see the shape evolve from like this perfect V cut shape to exactly. slightly yeah. more rounded, slightly more rounded. And I feel as yeah. if by the end of it, we. I mean, it still is a very angular yo-yo. And, um, For sure. we've, you know, we, we obviously like tried to keep to the original, um, design as, as much as possible, but you know, it's just that act of translating what you want in a metal yo-yo and then into plastic is almost kind of like a different language and there's different ways to get yeah, there.
1: Like I, I, I almost like, I think I know what you were trying to do. Like you wanted it to play like how it looked, but yeah. when we actually made it, it doesn't play at all how it looks. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, the first impression of it didn't like, and I, I like, I think there was no way for me to like show you that unless we like made it. And then it yeah, was like, yeah. okay, like, like this, but it's, it's not going to play how you want it. Like, exactly. You actually wanted to play how, like, a more organic shaped plate, yo yo, plastic yo yo <laughs> plate. But yeah, like, that, those are the challenges.
0: Yeah. The I remember, is, in, is not, in you, terms of like yeah. yo yo, yo yo design, yo yo design hack, something that you told me very early on was that, well, we can't create the rim weight or the weight distribution you're looking for because plastic is lighter than metal and we would just have to chuck so much. Um, weight on the rims. But what we did as kind of a proxy was we we really notched up the uh, the diameter of the yo yo. So the variant yeah, ended yeah, up coming at like, I think it was something around it's almost I think it's like fifty nine millimeters. So it's a pretty big hefty yo yo. Yep. Um and that was one of the ways where we could kind yeah. of bridge the I gap. Mean,
1: Skyva is fifty Skyva's fifty eight, I think. Fifty seven yeah, yeah exactly.
0: But
1: so like all plastic yo yo's are, are I think the cheat, if you actually want to know the cheat, is <laughs> if you want to make a good plastic yo-yo, make it big. Make it big, yeah. <laughs> if you look at like, the Yeti, the Yeti is like, what, 62 or 63 exactly. or something, right? It's almost like the like borderline off-string yo-yo or something, yeah, right? Yeah, But it plays phenomenal. It's like way more stable. And with aluminum yo-yo, you can't actually do that. So that yeah. is an advantage with a plastic yo-yo. If you want a plastic yo-yo, the... Yeah, so the, if you want a you plastic
0: know, yo-yo that has all the weight distribution whistles, make it big.
1: Yeah, it literally, yeah. Make it big and you'll have less <laughs> vibration issues. So... Win
0: win. <laughs> yeah, have you have you? Has Shadow sent you a variant yet?
1: Um, me personally, no. I've just been going off the word. Uh, whatever your whatever you've been.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Me. Well, we, we, we've we've uh, we've got to yeah. fix that. Um, you know, definitely. Be it cool to <laughs> It would be cool to um kind of get your insights on it and see like the final product of what you helped build because ultimately the CAD designs was a hundred percent you. So every time yeah. I was like, I want this, you were the guy to do it. So yeah, I think you are like I mean, an I, integral part of the project.
1: Yeah. I. But at the same time, I think it's like, it, it would have been more, it's more important for you to, to know how to like, it's more important for you to like how it plays because in the end, it's, it's kind of your vision and your design. Exactly. So um, versus, you know, like, it's yeah, like it, it would be nice to, 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 to feel it and see, but I I have a good idea of how it plays. So (laughs) just based on experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get one shipped to you as uh, as soon as possible. And, and you know, maybe we can, uh, we can go ahead and talk about that and what you would change. Um, but yeah. So, um, currently right now, is there, um, are there any projects that you're working on that's in the pipeline that you kind of want to call attention to? Um,
1: I mean, nothing crazy. I think you uh, has some new stuff coming. It's so we had a new brand new package design, Mm. which is really exciting because they turned out amazing. Yeah. Uh, So there's that there's, I'm working on my, yeah, my my new two slim lines. They're, they're coming up. Um, and they will actually have a, a fixed axle bearing option that's going to come with it which oh is always,
0: that's really special. interesting so, so i feel
1: like that's gonna be like the most expensive fixed axle yo-yo in the world <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely but you know what of, like it, it, well yeah I've been, how, I've, I've how been that played. mechanism work is it something that locks the bearing in place so it plays like a fixed axle or no
1: it's actually a collar it's a custom machine collar that replaces the bearing itself oh. it's, so if you think of a like a half spec, but bear- it's the same spec as a half spec bearing, but it's all, it's all a billet. It's a billet CNC machine collar. Oh, just looks- I see. I see. Yeah. So it just replaces it. And and I, I was kind of skeptical if it would work. And then, you know, I got it made and, you know, threw one in there. I was like, dang, this is a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I get to like
1: shoot the booms and stuff with, uh, with half spec. And the greatest part is, is that I'm, um, I'm planning to package them and sell them, um, kind of like individually in the future. So if mm. anyone has like a, any other yo-yo that can fit a half-spec bearing, for example, like a like a Sherpa or yeah. I don't know other yo-yos can fit half, half specs, like any slim lines, um, they can pop one in there and then it'll be fixed axle. And it should be pretty cheap. It should be like $10 or $15, but they're all like custom machines, so they're a little bit expensive, but... Mm.
0: But that's nice. the, the, the fun, right? <laughs>
1: I know. It's awesome. It's like, I don't know why no one else had done it. It'd be really cool to do like a wood one as well. But I, fig- I figured that because like the yo-yo is staying concentric with that bearing, it should be at least a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a little bit precisely done. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, um, so and- those
1: are the two things in my pipeline. I have, uh, yeah. So the, the two slim lines um, that are, I think it'd be released like sometime next week or the week after. And then after that, I'm going to go, you know, uh, full competition mode. There's a, I'm going to try to do another bi-metal, which is going to be freaking sick. Um, yeah. That's, I'm, so I'm
0: very looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be
1: crazy. Um, it like, I, I don't know. Oh man. Cause bi-metals on titanium are, have been nightmares for me, like absolute nightmares. So, mm. um, but it's something I really want to do. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to work on that there's that there's going to be a bimetal and a non-bimetal option so it's going to be i guess similar to like what we do with a sylvia or not sylvia the fulvia yeah but um it's but it's going to be you know slightly tweaked i think it's going to be like a better version of it or maybe not better i'd say different different version sure Sure. (laughs) and then after that uh i have another special project that
0: I'm not going to mention it's that is, uh, it. Really that that is a super secret respect. project. The, maybe maybe the, for next time. The, maybe for next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Got to um, save yeah. something for the... Uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, awesome.
0: Then, um. Okay. Well, if anyone's listening like, to this...
1: Too, I, I really want to do like another plastic. Like um, oh. Like I really wanted to do a triple zero out of Dalaran.
0: Ooh, that would have been really interesting.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how like people react to it or like how I would... Like that's a, that's again, that's one of those projects. It's like, I want one. I don't know if (laughs) anyone else would, but
0: (laughs) you know, it's just a market, right? Like I, I honestly feel as if, um, yo-yoing is a niche, right? And when you design yo-yos that you want that aren't ultimately there, they really kind of like, maybe it won't resonate like you know, about about like I don't know how many people in the yo-yoing world. Maybe like the two thousand, <laughs> the yeah. two hundred fifty thousand people that are yeah. in yo-yoing. You know, it might resonate with like you know five or ten percent. But out of the ten percent, it does resonate with. They're like super on board and will like endorse that thing with like wholeheartedly. So I'm always yeah. my philosophy is make something you would buy and then let yeah. word of mouth do the rest.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's still so scary though. Like I'm i'm always on the fence with stuff because it's like that's a project that's that's again very much for me and mm. uh, i mean not to say that none of the other ones are like i think uh, yeah in the entire love work brand is is a <laughs> lot of for me <laughs> yeah i just love that name, yo-yo it's like that's all i throw now so <laughs> um but no i just miss designing plastics and mm. and working with kind of like something like, that can be sold to, to more people. Right. Cause I think a lot of work, a lot of people know about the brand. A lot of people, you know, maybe they've thrown, thrown my yo-yos, but mm. there's only a very small portion of people that actually buy them and have a chance to be able to spend $300 on a titanium yo-yo. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a very small market. And the thing I loved about Skybo was that like, you know, it affected so many people. Like it, mm. it, was, it was much more impactful to the yo-yo community than, yeah. than you know, making, where i'm targeting maybe like two like you know five percent of the community or something yeah exactly so that's why i want to do something like like a like a plastic um triple zero would be mm. so sweet yeah that would <laughs> but, be really you know, sick sure, we'll see what happens that's yeah. way that's like, okay further down it, the line if then.
0: that does go down i'll i'll be uh, one of those people camping on your site and uh oh, dude, and- i'll send you one man yeah, <laughs> i'll send you one. no worries <laughs> that's sick all right so um if uh, if anyone in the uh, in the yo community wants to know more about you or wants to contact you directly, where where are the best places to find you or to get in contact?
1: Uh, probably social media. Um, Love work. Um, Love work. We have an Instagram, yeah, Instagram page just a, a, at Love at Love for everything that's Love Work. Um, at Jeffrey nine one one for anything that's me. So um, yeah, those are only two handles I I really use. Yeah. So.
0: Out of yeah. curiosity, where did the uh, the 911 come from? Is that like your birthday or? No, that's my dream car. Oh, the Porsche I see. So I
1: was, that was like my childhood dream car, which I actually was lucky enough to pick one up uh, two, two years ago. The oh. old one, I'm restoring it. So it's really old. Okay. It's a 74 911. So I finally made that dream come true. But people that know me, that's OG. <laughs> Since like 2004, I've had that username. I think I was like, 15 or 16. I can't remember. how old. Oh, it wow. and, yeah. and it's just it's Really stuck. young. That was my first user game. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Still well, hanging on to it. sweet. Well, I mean, I guess we could talk for hours more and I, I'd have like a million questions to ask you like around, you know, video editing and, you know, branding and like social and like, you know, basically what you're doing with Reddit and all that. But, um, I guess we'll save that yeah. for another time, another day. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to, um, to go on the show with me as my uh, my very first podcast guest and everything you did um, with the variant as well, so I'm I'm super super excited to be finally working with you. It's uh it's surreal to me that you know I started yo yoing in around 2009 and you know I had no idea what I was doing, but you know there was your channel and I think you know JP09 and a lot of those other videos were like like stuff oh i play over and over again and try and break down. Well oh, that's embarrassing for me. <laughs> but you wow, know, someone crazy. had to watch it and I was there yeah. like, I that's think so. you taught me how to do Asian pops as well. So that's awesome.
1: That's good to hear though. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> no, amazing. Best of luck with the, with the, with the podcast stuff. Um, honestly, it's, it's, it's really cool to see other people like really, you know, uh, push the yo-yoing community and, and, you know, be involved and stuff, right? Like mm. I, my life has been so insane with new job, new everything. Like, yeah, I feel like I've kind of dropped out of the community a bit and like, mm. I need to, that's why I want to start designing stuff. That's like more in tune or like more that hits more people, right? <laughs> like, like a, a delrin or a plastic or something. Yeah. That yeah, more exactly. Or people can be with and just go to more contests or whatever, but mm. you know, life, life is just like that. So
0: yeah. But, well,
1: no, absolute, absolute pleasure,
0: man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, so, I guess um, a final closing statement. Um, if you guys want to know more about um, the variant, the project that me and Jeff ultimately worked on together, um, you can go ahead check that out. It's on sale basically everywhere. So, if you guys just want um, a killer plastic yo-yo that um, is more a bit is a bit more competition driven than the Skyver you guys can go ahead check that out and um just regarding everything else on the podcast how did i do do you guys like me as a host that i ask any dumb questions um anything i can improve on and how'd you like the podcast? Um, do you guys want Jeff on again? Was there anything you wanted further clarification on? Um, I definitely enjoyed this conversation. It's something I refer back to and um, there, there's definitely more things that um, I can learn from Jeff and that we can all learn from Jeff. But um, I think this was a good, good starting point to lay the groundwork. So yeah, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, iTunes, could you guys leave a review? That would be awesome. And um, if you're just watching on the YouTube video, maybe leave a comment and just anything, any feedback on how we can do this better. So yeah, that's it. That's it from me. See you guys next time.